Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Uh, tonight, tonight I'm going to be talking about uh, the three causes of poor listening. Um, the Lord gave me this message about three weeks ago, and I did it literally in 20 minutes. I had the whole thing done, and then uh, after after I did it, I'm telling you, I saw this everywhere I went. The, the people had poor listening everywhere. I'm telling you, it just it affects everybody. It's just something that uh, we really need to really you know take a hold of and, and think about. Uh, uh, and, you know, in James one nineteen, you don't have to really turn to it, but if you can put it, put it up here, James one nineteen. I'm reading out of the NIV. It says, "My dear brothers, take note of this." Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And we got two ears, one mouth, you know. And God made it that way on purpose. Uh, a lot of people, they kind of have the opposite effect on that. They kind of, they kind of speak before they listen. Uh, man, I'm telling, you, I saw it everywhere. I never noticed how bad it really was until. <laughs> The Lord revealed this to me. You know, in Zechariah 7, 13, it says, When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord God Almighty. Um, let's, let's pray for understanding. Let's, help, let's ask the Lord to help us with this. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for uh, the message you give me. Lord, I just pray that, uh, that I thank you for the anointing that you've placed on me tonight. I just pray that you anoint the listeners. I just pray that you, you speak to their lives, that they soak in this information, Lord. Because this information that you give me is more than I could ever come up with myself. So, Lord, I thank you for that. And just help us understand this. Amen. Uh, you know, people, there's people even today believe that God doesn't even speak to you. That that's, uh, you know, and a lot of it has to do with the simple fact is they never took time to listen to him. God isn't, he's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't just speak to some people. He speaks to all of us, always. He's always speaking. And we have grown and adapt to, to ignore him. We say ignore him, we ignore him. I mean, you know, just like it says, you know, when they called, I would not listen. The first part is when I called, they would not listen. It's that first step, you know. And uh, I'm telling you, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, and, you know, uh, what I've noticed too, just in my own self, is, you know, when someone is speaking, you know, listen carefully to what they're saying, especially if you want them to do the same for you, you know, to show you the same respect you're showing there. A lot of people, you, you'll see them, you'll, you'll, you're waiting to say something, and they know that you're not listening to anything else. You're just ready to speak. You're ready to speak, and you are cutting yourself short uh, for sure. Uh, you know, even when we think we are listening or, or carefully listening, we usually only grasp about 50% of what we hear. Then after 24 hours, we can only rem remember about 10% of that, uh, the original message. It's been said that listening is a, a lost art. Uh, they did a study, Americans, uh, America's Fortune 500. It's a, uh, you know, it's a magazine. They did a study, and uh, these are the top 500 companies in America. They said that 
Uh, almost 60% of the respondents said that they provide some kind of listening training for their employees. And 60% of the top companies in America provide listening training. Must be a pretty important a subject that all the other companies aren't really providing. What do you, why do you think that's so, you know? I thought that was really interesting. Um, the truth is that we actually spend more time listening than we do talking, writing, anything else. As soon as we wake up, we're listening from that point all the way till we go to bed. Well, because we do it so much, we, we actually kind of uh, tone out a lot of stuff. We don't really, you know, think about what we're listening to. Uh, they also did another study. They said that students with the highest grade had the highest listening skills. Uh, the reverse is also true. The kids with the lowest grades had the lowest listening skills. Uh, you know, gossiping starts with poor listening, misunderstandings. Uh, uh, I don't know if y'all have ever played the gossip game where uh, we used to, when we were kids, we'd sit around in a, a room, you know, and you tell a secret to your neighbor, and then they tell, well, it, what happens? It never comes back the same, does it? <laughs> it's always some kind of different message. And all that is is this poor, you know, poor communication, poor listening, all around, and it's so true. Uh, and it, it's especially true in, in you know, real life that we live in. I found it really interesting that you know, just the word listen is in the Bible 332 times. Now, we... we we're, as a society, we're we are a group of people who do not listen to anything. We just don't listen. Uh, now, there's three three causes to poor listening. Point number one is not concentrating. We do not concentrate. Uh, Hebrews two one it says, "We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away." And that's just straight out, man. Straight out. I mean, that's just, and that's just one of the, all the verses that says listening. I, I found that one really interesting. You know, we talk at a rate of 120 to 150 words a minute. However, the brain can actually process up to 400 to 500 words a minute. Now, you would think that would make listening easier, uh, but it actually has the opposite effect. Because we have all, you know, we have plenty of time, uh, all this spare brain time that we have. And uh, we get tempted to, you know, interrupt our listening with, uh, you know, thinking about other things. Because we can process so much. We we don't think about everything that they're saying. Because we can actually think at a higher rate than when they can speak. And that's exactly what we do. Constantly, daily, every day, every, I mean, I'm telling you this all the time. I found this in myself so much. I thought I had extremely high listening skills until I, until I, I started reading more into this. And, man, I'm telling you, it's really interesting. You know, um, you know when, I was, when I was five, the uh, doctors, they diagnosed me with ADD. That's what they told me I had. And uh, I lived with this. I thought I just couldn't. Couldn't pay attention. I had attention deficit disorder, you know, and, and this is how it was. And I lived with that for the longest time and uh, until I started going to church here. And uh, I got to the point where uh, at my job, I said, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I said, Lord, I can't, I can't do this job. I, I can't, with my attention deficit disorder, 
There's no way I can do this. I can't do it. And then I, I would read stuff in the Bible, stuff like, uh, you know, in Psalms 139, uh, verse 14, it says something that really challenged what I believed about myself. It said this. It said, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully made. How, what's so wonderful about having ADD? And I, I, I said, that just that can't be right. That can't be right. And I was so upset about this. I didn't even want to go back to my job. I said, I'm not going back to my job. I can't I can't take it anymore. I mean, I, I sat and I prayed and I cried. I mean, I did this all night. And it was actually on a Wednesday. And the Lord told me, he said, you go to church and you'll be healed. And I said, nah, nah maybe, maybe it's just wishful thinking. I heard that, you know. So I... Um, I went and helped in the youth like I did. And after the youth, man, I couldn't, I couldn't even pay attention. I still hold a hard time listening to that lesson. I couldn't wait to go get my healing. I, I said, I can't wait to see Pastor Flippo. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tell him the Lord told me I can, I'm going to be healed. If I come in here and he's going to pray for me, I'm going to be healed. I couldn't wait. I, could, I didn't listen to any, the whole. I don't even remember what the lesson was about, the youth or, or what it was. But anyways, I came here. Uh, and what do you know? Uh, Pastor Flippo, he's not even here. I walk in. I'm looking all around. He's not here. And I said, uh, it was Pastor Trotter was here. And I said, I asked him, you know, where Pastor Flippo was at. And he said, oh, he's out of town. And then I said, I said, oh, okay. So I uh, I just turned around. I, I was going to walk. And I said, I guess I just, I guess I was just talking to myself. It was just wishful, wishful thinking. And then I said, no, no, the Lord told me I'm going to be healed. He didn't say he didn't say anything else. He said, I'm going to be healed. So I, went, I walked up to Pastor Trotter. And it wasn't that I didn't believe Pastor Trotter could heal me. I had this idea of Pastor Flippo. He was the one that was going to do it. And I, I, went up, I went to Pastor Trotter, and I told him, I said, the Lord told me that I'm going to be healed tonight, that, I, that I have, I've had ADD, and I've, uh, I've taken medication for years, and I have side effects from this, and, uh, and I'm going to be healed tonight. And so he put his hands on me and he healed me. And I tell you, I never dealt with any of those problems the rest of my life. Because what you got to recognize is the Lord did not make you. He didn't mess up when he made you. He didn't mess up. He, he knew what he was doing. In fact, if you read the whole chapter of Psalms 139, he knew what you were going to be when you were still in your mother's womb. He knew everything about you. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't mess up. He didn't mess up. I said, no, there's no way he messed up with me. There's no way he set me up to fail at my job. You know, and just from recognizing that the Lord healed me, and uh, still today I, I, can, I can read books, I can carry conversation on with music going on in the background, all these things I never could do, uh, all because of just recognizing that. And the Lord, Lord really healed me there, and... Um, you know, uh, another thing I recognize, you know, is I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Everything. And that's not some things, most things, all things. I mean, it's everything, you know. Uh, but point point number two, and I found this one almost kind of funny. We, we listen too hard. Listening too hard. Um, Proverbs 4.20 says... My son, 
Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Listen closely. I uh, did a lesson for the youth uh, about, uh, I don't know, two, three, two, three months ago I did it. And what they did was the, the Wednesday before, they broke us up into groups, and uh, they said we're, they gave us a, 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 they gave a, our group a banana. They said, y'all are bananas, and they gave the group a onion. Anyways, what we had to do was we had to work together and do a lesson over, we had to somehow combine a banana with the Bible or something like that to make some sort of uh, whatever. Anyway, so I said, okay, so I got all the kids to, uh, I, I got someone to print up some things. It was for the following Wednesday. So I got them to print up some facts about bananas, and uh, I got somebody to bring a, a bad banana and a good banana. I was ready to go, you know. So I did my lesson about bananas, and, uh, you know, it wasn't a very big lesson. It was it was kind of just for fun. But I, I, don't, I don't remember what it was about. I remember it was like... Uh, you know, the banana skin uh, is kind of like your flesh, and it's, it'll slip you up in the sin. You know, I was just joking about it. But now somehow the inside of the banana, that's where it's, that's the good part. That's your spirit. And, you know, we're not just one thing here. We're, we have a spirit, and we have a flesh, and we need to recognize that. Anyways, about 20, 20, 15-minute lesson. So I get done with the lesson, and this girl, I'll never forget what she said. She walked up to me and she said, you said the word banana 64 times. <laughs> now, you got you to give her credit. She was listening, but she didn't get anything out of the message, Not nothing. She knows how many times I said the word banana, though. She got that down. Uh, and that's, I mean, a lot of times <laughs> I did, I've done the same thing. You know, it's not just kids do that, you know. Uh, I get caught up into something, and then I'm like, wow, how many times are they going to do that? And I don't even know what they're talking about after that, you know. <laughs> um, you know, um, sometimes, you know, like I was saying, we listen too hard. We soak up every word as if every word was equally important. Uh, there is important parts, and there are parts that aren't important. Well, we kind of take it all as one, you know, it uh, we try to remember the names, the dates, the places, I mean, all this stuff. We're, we're missing the point. There's a point. That's what's important. You know, um, a lot of times in this process, we totally miss the point completely. You know, uh, rather than trying to remember everything someone says, what we should do is we should focus in, like I said, on what's important and what is not you got to really evaluate what someone's saying. What what are they trying to tell me here, you know? Uh, it sounds like simple and basic stuff, but I'm telling you, it's not that simple. It really isn't. You get into a pattern of listening to people a certain way, it's not overnight you just say, okay, I'm going to change, and it's like that. I mean, it's it really is. Um, you know, efficient listeners usually concentrate on the main ideas and the evidence. That's what you need to focus on. Uh, I remember this, and I, this was so true to me. It came to me when I, when I was doing my lesson. Uh, a story that came to me. It was when I was in uh, algebra. I took high school algebra, you know, of course, first, and I failed it completely my sophomore year. I had to retake it my junior year. My father made me go to tutorials every morning 
because uh, I wasn't very good at algebra. I went every morning. And at the end of the six weeks, our first six weeks, uh, I, I was standing, you know, the teacher would give you your grade. Well, I was standing, I could see her computer, and it had a 50. And uh, she, uh, I said, what did I make? And she said, you made a 70. No, no, she, you made a 60. She, did, she gave me 10 points. She said, look, uh, she told me, like, you really made a 50, but I don't want you to give up. I'm going to give you a 60. So I said, okay. So uh, then I had to go tutorials all a whole nother. I mean, this is six weeks every morning. My dad wakes up at 5 o'clock, you know, drops me off. Oh, I hated it. I went again. Next six weeks, I, uh, man, I, I did everything I could. I made a, a 60, and, the, and she gave me a 70. She said, you made a 70. Good job. And I could see it on the computer. I know I made a 60. You know? I said, oh, right. You know, I just played along with it. You know. So what that meant was I had to make an 80 on my last six weeks to pass. And I said, that's impossible. You know, There's no way I'm going to do that. Uh, but I ended up making my last six weeks, I ended up making like a 75. And she gave me an 80. And then my final exam... I uh, I think I made a uh, I think I made a 69 on it without you know anything. And I ended up passing, was barely rounded up to a 70, and I should have failed completely. So that happened. I get into college. I avoid algebra all the way as long as I could. And finally, I couldn't avoid it anymore. I had to take it. I took it, and we had a teacher who she said this. She said, "I'm going to give you notes." I don't want you trying to, to copy notes down while I'm talking. I'm going to hand you out the notes. And uh, you just hold on the notes and you work the, the problems while I'm working them. So it's okay. So that's what we did. And I want to tell you, that simple thing for me, I ended up making an A in that class. Not only that, I was, the one, I was one of the top students and I made 100 on my final exam. 100. All because I could listen and focus what she's saying. I had my notes. It was so simple. And I tell you, this wasn't an easy class. It wasn't an easy class at all. I mean, it was way harder than high school. It was all because I could, you know, I was listening too hard back in high school. I'm writing down the problem. I'm writing down, you know, uh, the formula. I'm writing down the answer. And then, like, I don't know how I got this. <laughs> I don't have any idea, but uh, I got it all written down, you know. And all of it was because she would print out our, lists, our, our notes and hand it to us. And that's what she did for everybody. It was it was just incredible that you would think that I would come from should have failed to the top student in and, and college, all from something simple like that. And that's, I mean, that's as basic as it gets. Uh, the third point. And this is something I believe everybody everybody deals with in some small way. And that's jumping to conclusions. And Proverbs eighteen thirteen really pretty much says this. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. That's who answers before listening, that's foolish and shameful. That's pretty direct. It's not really a question what it can mean. It means stop trying to answer before you listen. Stop jumping jumping to conclusions. You know, it's a lot of times because we're so sure 
We know what they mean. We don't listen to what they actually say. And sometimes we don't even hear them out. Just don't even hear them out. Uh, you know, another way is to uh, prematurely reject the speaker's idea uh, as, like, uh, boring or misguided. Nah, it's boring. I don't want to listen to that. Let me tell you, there's something you can get out of every lesson. Something you know 100%. You think you know it? Uh, there's something you can always get. Uh, you know, you you know, you you may decide early on that a speaker has nothing valuable to say. Another thing, uh, there's always something. You got to think when you're in church, there's a reason that person is speaking, and there's a reason you're sitting in that chair. One hundred percent. There, you know, I mean, you know, how many lessons I heard about the same thing, and it happened to be about exactly what I was dealing with that week. Well, I've heard this lesson before. What if I would have stopped listening? I would have not got some major revelation I needed to hear. All because I listened. I just continued to listen. And no matter what's going on, you need to continue to listen. Even if somebody, I don't care if it's uh, somebody from a different denomination has something to say. Listen to what they say. It could give you insight on what they believe and how they come to that conclusion or whatever. I mean... Even if it's like a Buddhist or whatever, just hear him out. Listen to what he's saying. Not saying follow him, but I'm saying he has something important to say, and you should listen to it. It's uh, I've done that my whole life, really. Jumping to conclusions has got me in all kind of trouble. I promise you. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you can you can pick up useful information that could either strengthen or modify your ideas or your thinkings. Uh, and like I said, you know, boring. Uh, we, as a society, have to be entertained. We have you have a window of you need to entertain me, or I am shutting it off. You know, you get they got a TV show. It's called Thirty Seconds to Fame. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but what it is is you got a uh, what you'll have is uh, you'll have an audience, and then you'll have somebody will perform something. Well, they have thirty seconds. To, you have to entertain them. And now, they, if you don't entertain them, they boo you off the stage, and then you, you have to leave. So that's all you got, 30 seconds. That's all you got. That's where we're at today. And I guarantee you, trust me on this, the future is going to be 15 seconds of fame. Because I'm telling you, 30 seconds is way too long. I need, if you can't entertain me instantly, and I'm, that's boring. I'm not listening anymore. Uh, you know, we should really, you know, you really should listen uh, to something and before we kind of ah, this is boring. I'm not listening anymore. I mean, it's almost like an automatic thing. We expect to be entertained. Uh, when I was in uh, public speaking, I took a public speaking class. It was like we uh, they were so crucial. The introduction you had to get get your attention to of the audience. It was so crucial. And, and in fact, the introduction is more important than the whole speech itself because if you can't gain their attention there, they're not going to listen to anything you have to say anyways. So it was so. Important that you captivated your audience's attention. Your introduction was so important. She went over the introduction so much. It was the most important part. All because people, naturally, if you don't catch their attention, they're shutting off. They're thinking about, you know, uh, they're thinking about other things going on, you know. Uh, you know, every lesson has something to offer you, whether it be information, point of view, or technique. 
something in everything. There's always something. And what you'll notice is if you continue to continue to gather information, you find, you say, what is what can this person teach me? There's something that you can learn from everybody. You'll continue to gather information, and you will start really fully seeing things from a completely different perspective. And we got to open our minds. we got to stop saying, I got it all figured out. I remember when I was uh, 18, I had it all figured out, I'm telling you. Uh, nobody knew anything I didn't know. I had it all figured out, you know. <laughs> and uh, well, as I realized, I said, man, I don't got anything figured out. <laughs> I got to start really listening. So I started really, you know, open my mind to see what people had to say, you know. Uh, you know, friends, really, you're cheating yourself if you prejudge or you choose not to listen. I remember uh, this was an interesting story. I, I worked at uh, Papa Do's. This was four four years ago. And at the time, uh, you know, Pastor kind of talked about it. I used to go to a different church. I'm not going to talk about the church I went to, but it was a very legalistic church. And it was very, uh, you kind of fall in and out of salvation, you know. If you messed up, you're going to hell. If you're not, you're going to heaven. The switch kept on turning on, and it was awful. I hated every second of it. But I eventually came to the conclusion. I said, man, this can't be right. I, so I stopped going to church. Now, I met this girl that works at Papados. Her name was Brittany. Flippo. I don't know if any of y'all, some of y'all might know her. She's pastor's daughter, okay? So she, uh, you know, she told me, uh, she started talking to me about God and this and that. And so I said, uh, so what do you believe? You know, and, and oh, you know, well, I'm, you know, simply God and this and that. And I said, uh, oh, yeah, whatever. You guys got it all wrong. You know, I had it all figured out. And she would invite me to church. Every single time I saw her, she would text me. She would invite me. She'd call me. She invited me to church. Uh, I'm not joking. She invited me to church, I mean, over 20 times. I, ne- I keep keep on saying she didn't know what she was talking about. I'm not listening to her. I keep on ignoring and jumping to conclusions and saying, nah, she ain't got it. Well, eventually, I was out of the church. I wasn't going to any church for so long. I Satan really got, grabbed a hold of me. I got into, I mean, I got into drugs. I got into alcoholism. I got into just, I lost my friends, my family. I lost my job. Let me tell you, my life went down. I was at the bottom of the bottom. I mean, I'm telling you, it was awful. Every second of it, it was four years. I didn't go to church. I didn't do nothing. And then I even questioned my own belief. I didn't, I didn't know if I even believed in God anymore. And uh, it got all the way to where I had nothing going for me. And uh, there was a guy who I, I met. His his name was Colby. I don't know if you all ever remember Colby. Colby was Pastor Trotter's son. But he, uh, he said, you know, well, why don't you go to church with me? And I said, well, I've tried everything and. I guess I'll, I guess I'll go to church with you. Had no idea this was the church that I, that God had been trying to get me to go to four years ago. I had no idea that. You know, I didn't know that until a long time later. So I went to church, and 
And I tell you what, Pastor says he didn't follow me around, but he was he had been following me around for the past couple of weeks because everything he said was everything I was dealing with that at that time. I mean, everything he would quote me. You know, people sometimes they they look at life like this, or they say this and that, and 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 these are things I was saying uh, the day before, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was I'm telling you, I was freaked out. I was. I felt so obligated to go forward after the lesson, but I, I was so scared I didn't want to do it. And almost, I'm not joking, I felt like I was stood up. I felt like something was trying to push me out there. And it was almost like it was trying to turn my body. And I'm telling you, I believe 100% angels were trying to get me up there. I could, In fact, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought about it every single day. And I said, I said, that, that was so weird. It was something that was trying to push me out there. I, I could feel it physically. And um, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I said, well, if that happens again, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to do it. So the next the next, uh, next Sunday, what, what do you know? He had something else that I was dealing with. Exactly right on what I was dealing with, you know. And uh, I couldn't wait to get I just went up there, you know. And... Uh, I went forward, and they prayed for me, and then my heart came up, came alive, first time ever, and because it hit me that my whole God never had any of those things planned for me. All those horrible things He tried to get me out of, but I didn't listen. I jumped to conclusions. I didn't listen to anything He said. I jumped ahead, and I said, "No, nah, I got it figured out." I went through all those painful things. It was never a part of his plan. And uh, when I went forward and they prayed for me, it was powerful. It changed my life forever. Because I finally found something real. You know? And uh, I tell you, you, you kind of you say that, oh, jumping inclusions ain't that bad or this. I'm telling you, they're horrible, major, major things major things you know it starts off small it starts off ignoring somebody you work with and ends up you're at the worst part of your life and everything's going downhill and you don't even know why you're living i mean you got the worst of the worst you know but um i tell you that uh, this lesson that uh, the lord gave me uh i tell you i just I noticed it so much and everything. And I hope that it spoke to you tonight. I hope that uh, you can really absorb this. And I want to challenge you to uh, to really, really think about when someone's speaking, think about how, how you're handling it, how you're perceiving what they're saying, what are your initial thoughts. A lot of times your flesh will want to rise up and say, oh, no, 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 I don't want to listen to that, you know. You gotta, you gotta really recognize this. I'm telling you, if you apply this, you will go places in life you will never imagine. You'll go to places because the Lord will be speaking to you everywhere you go, everywhere you go. The Lord, I'm telling you, after the Lord has been speaking to me in all kind of ways, I never allowed Him to speak to me before. I mean, you would not believe it. He'll speak to me through the radio station. I've even, the Lord's even gave me messages on a, a, a fortune cookie. Because I was open up to it and I was listening, I was like looking. I was like, what is it, God? What is it, God? And he, I'm telling you, he will speak to you. And, and in fact, if you want the Lord to, to speak to you, he infinitely wants you 
He infinitely wants it for you back. I mean, so you just got to be open for it. You got to be open for it. So as you as you know as you go on through your week, I just really challenge you to do that. And uh, if everybody would bow their heads, if if you're here and you feel like that, maybe maybe it's possible that you you know that you just don't feel like that you can really listen that you you've always believed your whole life that maybe you had ADD or maybe you just were born with something and you weren't able to listen to people and uh you, you always felt like well that's just who I am and you feel like that that that's about as far as I can go but you feel like no you feel like no I I think there's something different I think that the Lord didn't make me that way and you recognize that and there might be some of y'all here that uh, really just one of these points really spoke to you, and you've been dealing with this, and you you're gonna you need the Lord to help you because you know this is a big thing. This is gonna be a huge step for you to really overcome this, and you really want the Lord to help you help you through this process.